listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you're listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. And we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain insight, wisdom, and courage to have these conversations with your own Catholic teenagers. On today's program, we're right in the midst of a series on the Beatitudes. We are tackling the fourth Beatitude today, which is, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be satisfied. And we have returning with us today three of our expert panelists. Why don't you tell us your name and where you go to church? I'm Caitlin, and I go to St. Bridget. I'm Kristen, and I go to St. Michael. I'm Kaylee, and I go to St. Bridget as well. Great. Well, thank you all for being here. I guess the first thing we ought to do is define righteousness, right? If we're supposed to be hungering and thirsting for something, we ought to know what that is. So (laughs) uh, when you hear the word righteousness, what do what do you think of? What does it refer to? What is righteousness? I think it's searching or seeking for holiness. So it's kind of. I would agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah, You're holiness or, or a desire to be morally upright or sometimes it's just a general hunger and thirst for God, right? The source of holiness, the source of morality. Um so when we think about the things for which we hunger and thirst, is righteousness typically on that list? Not the first thing Not I think yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the first thing you think of? I think wealth, power, <laughs> wealth. fame, <laughs> popularity, attention. Mm-hmm. Is that like referring to yourselves specifically or in general? <laughs> Uh, Kristen, are you striving for wealth and power and fame? <laughs> I'm hardcore striving for wealth and power. <laughs> I'm hungry and thirsting for wealth and power. I, not personally for me. I think it's just, I think something that's it's really advertised, I guess, is like being like, to like, you know, like be CEO. You'll have everything you'll want kind of thing. Yeah, it's value. Like those goals are valued by our society. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever had the experience of thinking that something was going to satisfy you and then you got that thing or you achieved that thing or you did that thing and and you were left feeling, eh, not, not so much. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Just like, um, I know like for me sometimes like my schedule's so crazy busy and it's just like. Just thinking if I can get like to like that, like, like that weekend, like this, this weekend, like, oh, I'll have time to relax and be able to do things I need to get done. And it just does not happen. And just like thinking about, oh, I can make it next week and then next week. And yeah, next because week. even yeah. if it does happen, then it's, Monday comes again. Yeah. And then yeah, something right. else pops up and you're like, oh, no, I got to do this. And then the never ending cycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Kristen or Caitlin? Anything like that where you've had the experience of thinking 
if I could, like for me today, it was when, <laughs> when I was eating chocolate. <laughs> and I was like, okay, just one more, just one more, just one more, and then I'll be satisfied. But that it wasn't working out that way for me. <laughs> <laughs> Two bars down. <laughs> one more to go. <laughs> I think it happens all the time. You know, I mean, it happens to me all the time. If I like have a favorite food, I'll be like, I'll like, I'll have to like, I'll set something out aside. Like I have to like do that. Like I have to set out a portion and put it away. Because if I have a bag, it must be like, I'm gonna have a few chips. I'll have a few chips more. Yeah, I'll have some more chips in like a bag later. I'm like, oh my gosh. (laughs) We have a rule in our house: no eating out of the bag. For that exactly, get what you want. You get as much as you want. Put it on the plate or in a bowl. That's that's funny. Um, So, what are some things people do to seek satisfaction and for and fulfillment, like to fill the that longing? Wait, can you repeat the question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we're hungering and we're thirsting, right? We know this. We just don't always know for what. Um, so what are, so I think everyone has this longing. We all have it. Um, because what we're longing for is God. But if we don't know what we're longing for is God, then we tr- try to do other things to fulfill that longing or to satisfy that desire so what are some of the things that people do to i have categories you want me to give you categories yeah that <laughs> okay so for example materialism mm-hmm. would be a good example people acquiring things thinking if i just have this thing then i'll be happy um so what are some of the things that teenagers like material possessions that teenagers want because they think that having that will will fulfill them or make them satisfied. I think like technology, like the newest phone, a computer, and then like the newest clothing, like um, shoes, purses, that kind of thing. Does that work? Does that fulfill and satisfy people? I mean, temporarily it might, but I think it goes back to um, like the God-shaped hole that we all have in us. And um, if we constantly try to fulfill it with material possessions and everything, then I think eventually we'll run out and um, nothing can satisfy that except for God. And so when we constantly try to fulfill it with those, then nothing will truly make us happy. Yeah. And the other problem is there's always new stuff. Mm -hmm. There's always more stuff. There's always like, we're never going to have everything we want. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, these phone companies keep coming out with like the newest phone. Yeah, it's like just got my iPhone five at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? iPhone six is out. Yeah. The six oh, is five, half oh, the brother. size of an iPad. It is yeah. a full on computer. <laughs> Which I mean is great if you love technology and love just like switching everything up. But like for me, I'm like I just don't see the point of it. I was like, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's like a little bit bigger, but does that even matter? <laughs> And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to have to keep upgrading your technology. Yeah, especially yeah, when like your phone starts to like like not work as well. And then you're like, oh, maybe they'll have a part for this. And they're like, oh, we discontinued it because we want you to buy the newest and greatest thing. It's like... Because <laughs> they're playing on our materialism, right? Yeah. They're playing yeah. on the fact that we think, okay, if I get the iPhone 6, I'll be satisfied. Just silly because we know next year there will be an iPhone 7. Yep. That'll yep. probably be like teeny 
Yeah, I'd probably be really <laughs> tiny. <enough. laughs> probably be like a fourth of the size of the new iPhone. <laughs> what about, so that's materialism. So what about experiences? Are there experiences that teenagers commonly think they have to have in order to be happy? Prom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's prom. a big one. Mm-hmm. And just like the typical high school experiences of like, like football Friday nights and like going to parties and stuff like that because it's just and it's like deemed as like the high school experience you have to like do all these things in order to have the perfect high school experience but you really don't have to yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think also getting your driver's license yeah, yeah. Just, like, I was just thinking yeah that. like that's that was like for me like a big milestone something that I looked forward to for a long time mm-hmm. and then I got it but then like I started seeing the downsides of it. Like, yeah, your I have to drive myself everywhere. <laughs> I have to I'll pay for my gas. own gas. Yeah. <laughs> gas. Oh. Some people driving drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, like on the wow. road. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> driving is not fun anymore. Right? Yeah, you get to that point where you're the like, first week I mean, is great because you just like, at least for me, I was just like, I'm gonna drive everywhere and like pick up all my friends, and now I'm just like. Ugh, driving. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still, drive. Ni- yeah. <laughs> it's still nice to have like the freedom to be able to like kind of go do your own thing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, oh. What about like spring break trips? That was a big one when I was in high school. All my friends were like, I have to go on this spring break trip. <laughs> my mom was always like, no, yeah. you're not yeah. going. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I personally never had that encounter. But like, I know there are kids at our school that... I'll go to like Siesta Key together and it's like a big deal and they're all like out there partying. <laughs> I'm like just here in Ohio. Spending, <laughs> spending Easter with my grandparents. <laughs> Nothing wrong with no, that. No, there is not. <laughs> Family is very important. Yeah. Um, okay, so materialism, experiences. What about relationships? Are there relationships that teenagers think I, I have to have this relationship or that relationship um, and then I'll be happy? Then I'll be fulfilled. <laughs> I don't know. I always had this stereotype as little freshman Kaylee thought everybody had to have a boyfriend and girlfriend in high school. <laughs> Which, I mean, I realized, like, after, like, the first semester of freshman year, it's like, you don't have to. Like, mm-hmm. I thought everybody had to go to the dance with, like, a date or something like that. But I realized just going with your friends is more fun. Because, like, I don't know for me if I, like, take like a guy then I feel like I have to be with them the entire night unless I like if unless I know them and then we're gonna have fun together I just feel like it may be like awkward <laughs> but do you know people who do feel like I have to have a boyfriend I have to have a girlfriend I mean, yeah that's, yeah that's yeah. a real thing mm-hmm. a lot of people feel that way mm-hmm. there's definitely those people who always feel like they have to have a boyfriend or girlfriend and I think a lot of that has to do with um reassuring themselves that they're like worthy or that they're beautiful or to make them feel good about themselves and um i think a lot of people define their self-worth with that and um trying to their happiness in having a relationship and i don't think that that's necessary completely i just as long as you have good friends that um you can have a good time with and that'll help help you grow as a person then i don't think that there's anything um necessary about having a boyfriend or girlfriend i also think it's really important that well, that a lot of people feel that it's very important that they have like a lot of friends and that they're really popular and um, that a lot of people like them and they gain a lot of social acceptance. What? Why do you think people realize like with dating relationships or with the popularity thing, what, what do you think? I mean, they get to a point where they're like, wait a minute, this isn't 
actually what I'm seeking? <laughs> like what goes wrong, I guess, or what happens or what help, what makes them realize, no, it's something else. I think like at least with popularity, I think that like with trying to climb the social ladder, there's going to be a point where you hit a wall and you realize that like you had to sacrifice things in order to do that. And maybe you gave up some or you at least ignored for a while some of your values and your beliefs or that um, you start to realize that the people that you've surrounded yourself with um, may not be the people that you want to have surrounded yourself Mm -hmm. with and may not be your true friends. Yeah, I definitely think that can also go hand in hand with like having a relationship because um, I know a lot of people who once they get into a relationship they go down the wrong path or they don't stay true to what they believe is right and um, they lose a lot of friends because either they like seclude themselves to only whoever they're dating and they lose their friends or they just don't they violate their morals or values or whatever you want to call whatever you want to say about that but I think it's important to stay true to that and stay true to who you are right and then in the end they break up Mm -hmm. inevitably i mean almost never does that not happen Mm -hmm. that was a lot of (laughs) negative and then they're left going well wait what was that all for that clearly did not fulfill me or Mm -hmm. yeah um what about success i think success is another thing i know a lot of adults think if I just get to this point in my career or this point, you know, then I'll be satisfied. This is what I'm striving for. So what would that thing be for teenagers? Or is there is there that for teenagers? I think definitely like getting into college for us at this point, because we're all seniors right now and getting into college and what college you get into or how good of your grades you have or SAT or ACT scores, that kind of thing. So, And kind of everything, every success you're having at this point in your life is all pointing toward, I'm going to put that on my college application, (laughs) right? It's all pointing toward that one. Yeah. So what are you going to do once you get into college? (laughs) Then what are you going to strive for? I guess after that point, (laughs) it's like you try to like, you know, choose a career, but then like sometimes that gets like really stressful. And there, I mean, and you change your mind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, where do you think people form their opinions about happiness or satisfaction or fulfillment? I think a lot of times uh, you can gain that from example and from seeing people around you and seeing that they're satisfied in the life that they're living. And then I think that's something that you would want to strive for and to attain for yourself. Any Any other influences you think? That seems, I think that could be a positive influence. Like if you have, if you're surrounded by, you know, positive people, joyful people, truly happy people, people on the right track. Mm -hmm. Are there also some negative influences of as to what forms people's opinions about what will make them happy? Like with the media and like all the, the celebrities, how the media just like raises them up as like, and then like, if you like strive to be just like them, you'll like be happy or something like that. Yeah, because we all know how happy all the celebrities are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they're they're human too, just like us. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, like, they're just normal people like us, but they just, mm-hmm. more people know of them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they're actually any happier or more unhappy than we are, or if it's just more public. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, 
That's a, that is a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe it's just exactly the same as what every like, yeah. normal person. I feel goes like ev- like just listening to like the radio shows like in the morning. Just like every radio show has to get like the latest dirt on like which celebrity like or what's happening like in the world to like which celebrity kind of thing. And I feel like negative stuff. Yeah, usually. negative stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like. Some of that stuff is personal and they would like to keep it private, but the media just like pries into their lives and does that. So we kind of started this episode with uh, you, the three of you listing um, the things that we typically hunker or thirst for or strive for. And you said like wealth and power and status and material things. and, And not that you guys don't aren't going to strive to some degree for those things in your lives. But I think um, underlying that is you, you know what you're actually striving for, right? You know that your relationship with Christ is central to your lives. You know that holiness is what you seek, you know? So I'm wondering, where did you learn that? Where did you learn that that is actually what we're striving for? I mean, for me, it it's a lot of, I mean, especially lately, I've been um, reading a lot more scripture, and I think that um, in the scripture, you can see a lot of Jesus's examples, and I think that um, just the more I read about that, the like cooler I think it is to be able to strive to be more like Jesus every day. What about you, Kristen or Kaylee? Where did you, where did you learn that? Well, wait one second. Going back to what you were just saying. <laughs> I was just thinking about today's gospel reading, which is from Luke, where Jesus is like, all right, I'm going to lay it all out for you. Hate your mother. Hate your father. <laughs> leave everything you own. <laughs> and you're like, wow, okay, I guess I know what I'm striving for. <laughs> Might not be easy, but okay. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Kristen and Kaylee, where did you learn that what you're striving for is holiness or righteousness? I think through my family, my family was always um, very sure to let me know that that's the ultimate goal in my life and that should be the ultimate goal in everything that I do. I definitely learned it from my mom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. It's just with her experiences and what she shared with me of how much she's like relied on God and like what Caitlin was saying about the scriptures. I thought of like my favorite verse, like Jeremiah 29, 11 for I know I, the plans I have for you declares the Lord. And I really like when I'm like going through a rough time, I like to really think on that because it just makes I like think about it. And it's just like, no matter what I do, like God already knows like which path and direction I'm going to go in. So all I have to do is trust him. And which you know, sometimes in like situations, it's like, God, I really need you right now. Like, <laughs> and it's just, it's just when I think about it, it's just, it's so powerful because like, He's going to be there for you to get you through. And he already knows. I think if if I were a, well, I am a parent, but if I were a parent listening to this show and I hear you girls talk about um, how you learned to seek holiness and you say my family or, you know, the people that I've surrounded myself, the question I would be asking my radio is, but how, (laughs) what specifically did your family do? What specifically did your mom do? What specifically did your youth minister do? Whatever to, to impart to you that holiness is what we seek. I I don't know. Would you, would you have any specific advice or specific memories or specific, like 
clearly my parents brought me to mass every weekend, you know, or my parents, this was our prayer ritual every day, or I don't know what, are there specific things or is it just kind of the way they lived their faith in your families or live their faith in your families? From like a young age, my mom raised my brother and I to live out our faith. Mm -hmm. Like we went to mass every weekend. I prayed with my mom before bed. Like we do the angel, the guardian angel prayer. We do like our father. We would do all that together. And as I like grew up and I gained like more like, you know, inside of how the world really is, I'd be like, mom, why does this stuff happen? And then, then she would like share with me like, like my, like how I like, grew into like my relationship with God and I definitely hit bumps in the road like there's I had a dark time in my life during middle school where I didn't really think like no one ever loved me or anything and just like through that like my mom like showed me that God will never stop loving you so like just knowing that when I really understood that I realized like that like if like when I have my solid foundation relationship with God, like there's not any problem that I can't get through with him. What about you, Kristen or, or Caitlin, anything that you can think of specifically that you think was pretty integral in forming who you are as a Catholic? Yeah. I mean, I just think in my family of, I mean, it's just, they've made it such a core, um, piece of our lives and as a part of our family everything in our family begins and ends with our catholic faith like we we do we go to church every single weekend and nothing gets in the way of that if we're on vacation we're going to find a church if um i mean we make sure that we always go to mass but then if i ever need advice it's always my parents always tell me to just pray about it we have um crucifixes hanging all over in our house and i mean my family just made sure that from the time that i was born i knew that that was going to be a very important part of my faith and let me know that that's ultimately what we were going to be striving for. So how many kids are in your family, Kristen? Uh, Two. So you guys probably are involved in different activities and you're pulled in different directions and your parents are pulled in different directions. Mm -hmm. So does, does all of that stuff, do all of your other activities in your life flow from like, is Christ at the center of all of that? Or is, is church something that your family does sort of in addition to all of the other things that you do? Um, I would say, I mean, I guess the actual mass would kind of be in addition, but but we make sure that it, it's always there, though, that it's ever present. So if, um, if we, like, I mean, we are really busy, but we make sure then that we rearrange our, um, that we make mass at a different time or we'll go at a different place so that it still happens. But even with um, within our activities, I mean, I know I'm an actress and I get really nervous sometimes before I go on stage and I know my parents just always tell me, well, then pray before. And so even in our activities day to day, my family still made sure that um, prayer and that my faith is a core um, part of that. And I think that makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. if if prayer and faith is over here in this category and sports are over here in this category and work is over here in this category and like it, it it can, we can't compartmentalize our faith, right? <laughs> we have to constantly hunger and thirst for righteousness, you know, in everything we do and impart that to our kids in every possible way. And I love that your parents' advice, if you get nervous, is, well, pray about it then. <laughs> you know, like, what better advice 
mm-hmm. could could there be? Yeah. My mom always said that you should do everything for the glory of God, no matter what it is, every action you're doing to like please him. Mm-hmm. And I love that quote. And it's like, difficult times, praise God, like happy times, rejoice in God and like that kind of thing. So it's just like no matter what you do, if you're having a good time or a bad time or you need help or you're just having a great time, I mean, just thank God and give it all to God no matter what you do. What are some tools that we have as Christians that enable us to continue this quest for righteousness? Like, are we just on our own? Good luck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or do we have tools and resources? Um, I think like the Bible's a huge resource mm-hmm. and just like your prayer and your relationship with God is a huge resource. And then I know at St. Bridget, like for our youth group, we have accountability partners, which for me, I personally love because that person's going to hold me accountable for stuff I do and vice versa. So just like talking to them and like just discussing issues with them and making sure like they're going to help me make my way to heaven. I'm going to help them get to heaven too. I think that's a really important because not only do we have all these things, but God put us on this earth together for a reason. We weren't meant to be alone. We weren't meant to figure it all out on our own. We were meant to help each other. And I think relationships is such a huge part of our lives. And no matter if it's with your parents or with your friends or whoever you can relate to, I think it's really important that we help each other, like Kaylee said, get to heaven and we help each other because that's our ultimate goal is to help to get to heaven and to help as many people get there as possible. I, we've been talking through this series about the paradox of the Beatitudes. Um, and I think this one can be paradoxical because sometimes even when we seek righteousness, we fall short and, and then we stumble and then we're anything but satisfied. We're just disappointed in ourselves. You know, we can begin to doubt our Lord's promise in this Beatitude, but um, again, Christ in his wisdom, you know, Christ in his love, Christ on the cross promises us that, you know, when we fall short, there's hope, you know, and, and if we continue to seek righteousness, if we continue to hunger and thirst for righteousness, we will be satisfied. So um, I just want to thank the three of you for coming back here today. We're going to close in a quick prayer together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for dying on the cross for us so that we can stumble and we can fall and that we can continue to get up and we can continue to strive for righteousness. Help us to do all things for your glory, Lord. Help us to be ever in your presence. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then-